Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. It's ContinentalTire.com. Get the righteous rubber for your righteous ride at ContinentalTire.com. How you doing, affiliates? Coming into the Freak Nation. Welcome. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up, we have Jeremy McGrath. Yep, that guy. Seven-time Supercross champion will be joining us in about six minutes. Sebastian Bourdais will be here in the Freak Nation. IndyCar Series, sports car pilot. And Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Plus, we have our annual freakies to give away tonight the first crasher how about some pit news and notes all right let's start with some actual racing that took place this weekend the man at the top of the podium was nascar's christopher bell he nabbed the usac midget win at the junior nepper 55 in ducoin's indoor dirt track passing chad boat with four to go yep can you smell it getting ready for next month's chili bowl sticking with nascar okay guys come on what's really going on with title sponsor monster energy they had a deadline of december like right now to notify NASCAR if they would re-up their title sponsorship. But they've requested now two extensions. And the folks at NASCAR, from what we're being told, they're already beginning to look for a replacement title sponsor. And if we want to just stick with NASCAR and money, how about Burton Smith's name coming up to be the next owner of the Panthers after the season when current owner Jerry Richardson sells the team? Oh, how that would up the ante on the France family versus Burton Smith rivalry because... Brian Ferris's longtime dream has been to own an NFL team. Just saying. Speaking of fights, kind of, head to racer.com. Check out the Brazilian karting fight that happened this weekend. Whew, teammate of Felipe Massa. And great news from this week. Alex Zanardi has officially signed on to race the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Yes, we're talking about paraplegic driver Alex Zanardi. All right, it won't be next month, but it will be January of 2019 to allow BMW engineers to work on a new brake system which will allow him to race without his artificial limbs. Hey, Alex Zanardi is the poster boy for never say never, people. Awesome. Crash Titus Pit News and Notes, again, brought to you by our friends at Continental Tire. That's ContinentalTire.com. Sports car, sedan, SUV, damn it. They got the tire for you. Coming up, Jeremy McGrath will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. It's the latest with him, man. Supercross season three weeks away. Holy smokes. He wrapped himself up in... Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series Championship. Also, Sebastian Bourdais and Rob Halford. Coming up, Speed Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. 
Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon. Yeah, Alex Clancy with some fine 70s jams there. Appreciate that. A little afternoon delight. Why not? Hell, it's December 17th. First thing I think of is a little afternoon delight. Holy smokes. How you doing, Freak Nation? Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Also on Twitter and Facebook. Coming up, Sebastian Bourdais. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. IndyCar Series pilot and sports car star will be in here. Rob Halford will join us as well in the second hour. And we have our Freaky Awards. When you look at what's happened over the last 2017 season in motorsports, there really are a lot of stories, uh, not just in NASCAR, stories outside of NASCAR, uh, sports cars, two-wheel, and that's what we hope to dive into when it comes to uh, some of the freakies that we have this year. Want you want you also to be a part of this. Follow us on Twitter. You can chime in. Uh, at Kenny and Crash, excuse me, at Speed Freaks, and, of course, on Facebook. Chasing down Jeremy McGrath, one of the greatest Supercross riders ever, won himself a Pro 2 championship in the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series. A lot of news coming out of his way. Uh, he'll be joining us as we get set. Jesus, Palomina, Statman, three weeks from now, is that right? Supercross hits with Anaheim 1? What the hell and where the hell, Statman? It's, it hits hard every year, doesn't it? As soon as you sit back and take a deep breath after the holidays, they start they start leaping 30 feet in the air and don't stop for several months. Wow. 
Back in the Freak Nation, it's been a long damn time. And this, and this is how long it's been. His holy smokes, is this right? Jeremy McGrath is your oldest and is she going into junior high now? Is that right? Rowan, she's twelve years old. Oh yeah. So next God. year next year she'll be middle school. She's sixth grade. Holy smokes, <laughs> Broham. <laughs> wow. God dang, man. Hey, welcome back yeah. to the Freaks, Holmes. Good to talk to you guys. What's going on? It's been a while. We, yeah, we were just going over, believe it or not, McGrath, it'll be in June, it'll be 18 years we've been doing this damn thing. And I don't know if you recall, but our fir- very first show, it was you, Jerry Tolliver, and uh, and was it, import drag racer Adam Saru Tari on our very first show, Holmes. That is a long, that is amazing. I I guess I have, uh, man, quite a distinction being the first guy on the show. And you're 18 years down the road, so congrats to that. Who would have been laughing at who? 18 years ago, I would have said, McGrath, in 2017, you're going to have a daughter that's you know going into 7th or 8th grade or the fact that Crash Gladys and I are going to be married with a 4-year-old in 2017. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure any of us would have believed that for sure. I think uh, <laughs> when we first did the show, we probably didn't even know how long that would be going on. So, man, no. crazy stuff. <laughs> Oh. Well, Jeremy, more than anything, though, let's just think about this. Your Supercross career was the vast majority of your life, and then when that ended, here you are still winning championships in motorsports. And yeah, it's off-road. I mean, Jeremy, <laughs> did you really think you would still be racing in 2017? No, I had no idea. And, and actually, that's funny because, uh, I mean, first of all, I, I had the blessed motorcycle career and just felt like the luckiest guy in the world, obviously, to have such an awesome career in that. And then started racing off-road trucks just kind of as a hobby. And, uh, man, to I mean, what, are we nine years into it now? I think it's nine years this year, and I finally got the first Pro 2 championship and, and more than actually more than one race win in one season. So uh, this year's Lucas Oil Series for me was a really, really cool year. Uh, so we're, we're excited to be running that number one plate next year. Jeremy McGrath. Supercross King joining the Freaks here on the Freak Radio Network. Got himself a Pro 2 Championship in the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series. And you're asked this question all the time. The, the application of two wheels on dirt to four wheels on dirt, is is that still part of your your math, part of your the way you work that truck, is just your experience of running two wheels on dirt? You know what? I, I think obviously, obviously I work well on the dirt. And I've I've tried I've tried some of the pavement stuff. I mean, every every chance I got when I wasn't racing my motocross bike years back. I mean, I tried to tried to just do a little bit of everything. So um, obviously, I I'm in love with racing anything you can race on the dirt. I'd race a bathtub with wheels on dirt. I don't really care what it is, but uh, to, just to be racing is a good feeling. But you know, the funny thing is is the, the parts that match up really well are obviously my experiences racing inside of a uh, uh, kind of a jam-packed field, which is what you do in Supercross and Motocross. Every every race you're in, there's a lot of guys that you have a big, you know, the starting gate like it is and stuff like that. So what really worked well for me is was was racing in traffic when I got to the, the short course truck racing stuff. Uh, that that became natural, I think, uh, and and then I think you know any athlete that's making the transition 
from one sport to the other, usually can do pretty good at it. Motocross guys are pretty good at the transitional period. And I felt like I, I could, you know, I probably had 90% of the speed or 95% of the speed. But, you know, as we all know, getting the last 5% is the hardest part. So it took me a long time to figure out, I mean, it was really about figuring out how to drive the truck. I mean, drive four wheels at its maximum, at, at the limit. And I think that that probably took me the longest. I mean, I had no problems when we got in the race and there was traffic around and stuff like that because I was used to it. But um, learning to drive the truck at 100% and learning to qualify because you're out there by yourself and you really got to check your, you know, your brain at the door when you go out on the track and you have to throw down one of those fast laps. It's, it's not really my style because I'm really, uh, I think I'm more calculated than that. So it's a, it took me a long time to figure out how to just put the hammer down and go crazy in one lap. So uh, there's been a, a big transition to trying to figure all this stuff out. But, man, I mean, I would have never bet that I could, could be a champion in two different sports. So that, that's pretty incredible. Jeremy McGrath, I've always heard that uh, driver riders that have success in motocross, supercross, they learn how to read the dirt, and that translates into uh, racing on the four wheels. Tell me how you do that. Tell me what you see. Tell me how you read the dirt to take some of the skill you learned in supercross into off-road racing. Well, I think uh, naturally when you're riding a motorcycle, you're looking at the dirt all the time because you you know you got to um, watch out for the holes, you got to watch out for the bumps, and uh, then you got to try and do the racing and and all the moves you got to make on other guys and things like that throughout a race. So you know you spend 25 plus years racing dirt bikes, and you kind of learn how to read the dirt. Now, when you take that all to auto, like racing trucks in the off road, you know some of the things that are the good things yeah you get a lot of experience you get to read where there's traction uh you get to probably avoid some of the pitfalls of going in the holes and stuff like that uh of course the jumping came natural but what you don't uh you know i call it bike eyes and and sometimes in a vehicle you can overread the dirt right i mean you can be trying to look for the smooth line and, and go around bumps when the trucks can actually handle it so uh, some of the things for the longest time I would look at and I was like, well, I got to move. But that was because I call it like bike eyes. If I was on my motorcycle, of course I would have to move. But sometimes with the truck, you don't, you don't have to think about that stuff. So I was kind of over, over reading, uh, some of the conditions for a long, long time instead of just, you know, throwing the truck in sideways in these big holes and stuff because it can take it. So, uh, those are some of the things that I really had to learn, uh, you know, to not try and be so calculated when it comes to the truck because there's just so much travel and it doesn't affect you. The other thing that's fascinated me, Jeremy, is your fans. You were one of the most popular guys in Supercross. The people stand and scream for you. Did you get new fans when you went into off-road or did some of those uh motorcycle fans follow you they got older too maybe they'd like to see four wheels instead of two <laughs> yeah i think so you know there's a funny thing everyone always comes up man with the with the age comes the cage and i'm like well uh i think that's cool and i love seat belts and i love my roll cage especially when i'm crashing but i still love the freedom of of you know riding my dirt bike and being in the wind and just 
you know, sometimes it's just you against that bike and you against the track and stuff like that. So uh, I, I really found out in auto racing that you you sometimes are, and most of the time you are, only as good as your tires, for one, or the way you set your, your truck up, for two. Uh, sometimes you can, you know, if you don't set it up right, you can tune yourself right out of the race. So um, I think uh, the fans, on the other hand, we've had a lot of crossover with the fans coming from Supercross and Motocross. Of course, they love off-road racing because it's kind of a natural fit. Um, but, you know, as you said, we, we definitely get old. I'm making some new fans or some of my fans are bringing their kids to the off-road races and getting to meet all kinds of little guys. And I got my kids racing now, some uh, trophy carts at the races. So, uh, you know, the the wide variety of fan selection, I, I you know, I don't think it's getting any less, which is a great thing for me, I guess. But uh, yeah, we have a we have a ton of motorcycle enthusiasts at the off road races. But some just know me from off road, so that's pretty cool. Wow! Is your daughter coming? Is she following you in a, a motorsports career? Does she like to ride motorcycles with you? Uh, they, you know, some guys bring their sons and daughters along with them. How about you? Well, I always I always look at it like this. I have a twelve year old and I have a ten year old, two daughters. I was lucky enough to not have a son somehow. I don't know. But um, I, both my daughters ride dirt bikes. And the way I look at it is this. I, I figured if they want to hang out with their dad when they're a little bit older, they better know how to ride a dirt bike because we're going to be going camping and riding dirt bikes on the weekends. So um, they both ride dirt bikes. Uh, we we'd still do it all the time when we go out to our ranch and um, just have a blast. I mean, one of them really loves it, my older one, Rowan. And uh, I just figure, you know, hey, if I can uh, let them experience all the things that I would would have loved to do when I was a kid, then I'm going to do it. So my wife, Kim, and I are having a blast. We're, we're letting them race trophy carts. We're letting them race uh, or ride dirt bikes. Um, we, we put them in a couple little races here and there, but nothing serious. Um, but they're playing all the sports, you know, basketball and gymnastics and off-road racing. So we're trying to do it all. Okay, Jerry McGrath, so you've been putting up some Throwback Thursday videos that are just hysterical. So what if your daughter eventually posts a video saying, dude, I wasted my bike? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I would hope she would not talk like Spicoli, which I I was. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I think they can probably find a better choice of words, but I guess, you know, that all happens, as you guys are know. You guys know with kids now, it's uh, you know you never know what's going to come out of a kid's mouth. And I was a kid in those videos, so uh, no, at least I wasn't cussing. I guess. <laughs> How weird is that? Listen to what you just said. I was a kid in those videos. Meanwhile, it just seems strange for you to say that. It feels strange. I mean, yeah. I watch those. I crack up when I'm watching those old videos like that. So it's hilarious when we're putting them out. But you know, when I was that age i mean well i was probably like 19 or 20 in those videos 21 whatever um it's it's pretty funny because at that age i never thought i'd be 46 right i mean i was like 46 is so old i'll never get there and uh yeah here we are and it just felt like yesterday jeremy mcgrath greatest supercross rider ever seven time supercross champion joining the freaks do you do you follow two questions do you follow Supercross as much as you did? And second, 
What's the major difference between, and I don't want to hear a technical answer, but really from maybe from uh, your standpoint of winning those championships, a major difference of Supercross now, which kicks off in three weeks, versus when you were winning championships? Well, yeah, I follow it. I mean, I'm still a huge fan of Supercross. Um, Some years, obviously, are more uh, exciting than others. Um, Last year was shaping up to be a a pretty good year in the beginning, and then Roxton got hurt, and then, gosh, we had a barn burner coming down at the end. That Vegas round was crazy. So, yeah, I I follow it. And, I mean, last year with Eli, I think it was Salt Lake, um, when Tomac came back from, like, 14th and won the race. I mean, that might have been one of the greatest Supercross races I've ever witnessed. So uh, I'm still excited by it. I still love to follow it. Um, I'm excited by the changes. They got some format changes this year. They're gonna uh, they're gonna run a couple couple I think it's three different three rounds where they're gonna have three different uh, main events per you know per class or whatever in the uh, for the format of the night. So I'm excited for that. I'm not so excited that they put um, the steel grate on the starting gate. Um, you know I don't know. I think that makes everyone it takes takes the good starters' advantages away, and it makes everyone even. Which you know you just it's a skill. It's a skill learning how to start well on dirt, and uh, if you don't have the skill, well, then all of a sudden you've uh, got an advantage. What they're going to do next year? So I don't know. We'll see how it, see how it goes. I guess the jury's still out on that one. Um, but I guess some of the major differences for me um, watching now are are the level of fitness between these guys. I mean, their their fitness levels these days are just off the charts. Uh, they have to manhandle those four fifties which is quite a bit bigger bike than, than I used to race. I mean, racing two strokes was, you know, that's all we had back in the day. And, and, uh, they were the inertia feeling with the bike is quite a lot less. Uh, the, I, I, I believe our bikes back in the day were more agile, right? So you would tend to see a lot more passing, a lot more guys taking chances on taking each other out, making crazy passes. Uh, I think we see some of that now, in the 250 class, because you can actually ride those bikes, uh, you can get them stopped, you can point them, you can turn under guys, and, and we see a lot of banging and, and you know elbowing guys and just kind of hard, more hard racing. I think uh, in the 450 class these days, it's a little bit harder to do that because it's just the, the consequences are so high. Uh, the guys are going so fast. Uh, if you go ahead and take a chance like that, you, you're really, really taking the chance on hurting yourself. So, uh, some of the racing's kind of been a little bit, at times, I would say a little uh, boring. I guess some races are good, but yeah. um, I'd like to see some of that that change. And I think with the new formats for some of these races, we'll see a little bit more action. So, excited for the new year. And uh, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm a huge fan of the sport. Jeremy, we can't leave this interview without asking about Kim, two-time cancer survivor, talking about your wife. How's she doing? Yeah, thanks for asking. She's a uh, she's a tough one for sure. She's doing great. Um, she still goes in and gets labs every uh, once every three weeks. I think it is just wow. that's to check her levels and make sure everything's good. She's she's uh you know on very very little. Uh, medication these days which is great so she's five and a half six years out of her bone marrow transplant which was i mean by all comparison the hardest thing that i've ever dealt with in my life way beyond anything that 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 goes with racing or being an athlete um 
she's a fighter. She's uh, doing great, and we're, we're, our family's doing well. And uh, we we thank the Lord every day when we wake up and count our blessings. So, um, so far, we're in we're in real good shape. And uh, you know, out of the kind of out of the crazy danger area for it's been a while now, so it's been good. It's badass. Wow. It's badass. Yep. McGrath, we miss you, buddy. This is, uh, it's, I mean, 16, 17 minutes is never long enough to have you in the Freak Nation, bud. I know. Well, you know what, guys? Thanks for having me. I mean, I'll come on anytime. I really, yeah, I missed you guys, too. It's awesome, awesome being on here. Thank you. It's gnarly. Man. You guys gnarly. going to Supercross, right? Yeah, we'll oh, see you. Yeah. We'll see you in a few. Yeah, we'll see you there. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. All right. Good. It, MC, give our love to, to Kim, and we miss you, buddy. Happy holidays. All right, happy holidays, guys. Miss you guys. I'll see you soon, huh? See you soon. You got it. There right, it is. Guys. See ya. Thanks. All right. Greatest Bye. Supercross rider ever. And there, there's a lot of arguments out there about that statement I just made. But really, what he's and, and it's not just really the championships and the wins that I'm talking about. I'm talking about, about a guy that put a put a series on his back and carried it for so many years for the likes of the Villapotos and the uh, Ricky Carmichael's to excel and become a couple of the greatest as well. Coming up next, the Freakies, the Freak Radio Network. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Something to remember as you finish up your holiday shopping this week. A teenage gamer from France, Lohan Blanc, won the eSports WRC Championship with a dominant performance in Germany, supported by Hyundai. Blanc was fourth last year, but look what a year of practice will do. He was virtually unbeatable this year in both the regular season and the championship. He used a simple PS4 controller rather than the wheel and pedal setup favored by his competitors. He won by more than 16 seconds. The competition featured three stages from Rally Portugal and two stages from Finland, all digitized into the computer. One was the iconic hair-raising 100-plus mile-an-hour Poya stage won by Blanc. More than 5,000 gamers entered the eSports WRC. Blanc won a Hyundai i20 road car for his efforts. So when mom says, get off that computer next week, remember what's at stake down the road. <laughs> Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall & Associates and your tax problems are solved. 
Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. You know, it's it's a case of you've got the greatest Supercross rider on your show. You go about four or five minutes long in an interview, and you could go another 30 minutes. We intended to have one of our freakies, best comeback freaky for this segment. But you know what? Damn it. You got Jeremy McGrath back in the Freak Nation for 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Well, however the hell long. It's a long damn interview. Regardless, good stuff from McGrath, and it was kind of a – Nut kicker stat, man. We got to get out of here in 30 seconds, 45 seconds. But holy <laughs> smokes, 45 years old. <laughs> it just doesn't resonate, does it? It doesn't make sense. To hear, just I'm sitting here listening to his conversation. He's not the guy that we knew back in that first show. Man. Uh, Freak Nation, Sebastian Bourdais survived 227-mile-an-hour crash into a wall in Indy 500 practice. Talk about that. And there might be something out of whack with IndyCar Series testing. It's coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. 
Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.com. TV. Kind of a dark season right now for all motorsports. When I say dark, I mean, hell, everybody's trying to get their damn shopping done before they get things cranking. And Nothing spe- dark about that. And specifically when it comes to IndyCar, hell, it's going to be a few months before they're back on the track. But before you know it, sports cars will be running it up in Daytona. And one of those dudes looking forward to it, of course, is Sebastian Bourdais. Horrible accident in qualifying or actually practice for the Indy 500 back in May. Saw action, I believe, the last three races for IndyCar. But more importantly, Sebastian, you're joining us here in the Freak Nation. Do you get up in the morning and still have soreness in your hip or issues with your body? Or do you say, hey, man, I'm ready to run a damn marathon? Yeah. Uh, actually, I've, I've kind of restarted running, you know, slowly and everything. But I'm, I don't know if I'll ever be feeling the same exactly uh, than before. Uh, but, you know, it's good enough. I guess they cleared me. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm good in the car. That's that's the most important thing. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll remember it for, you know, the rest of my life every time I get up. But uh, it, it's all right. IndyCar Series pilot, sports car pilot Sebastian Bourdais joining 
the freaks. And that was one reason you said why you wanted to get back in the car the tail end of the 2017 season, because people like me would shut the hell up and not ask about that accident. But again, you brought up a good point. It's something that's going to live with you forever. This wasn't just a little door ding. I mean, this is something that damn near threatened your life. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I don't think, uh, if we put it in numbers, I don't think there are many leaving people that can say that, you know, they've hit the 227 and made it. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an ugly accident. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the safety has gone a long way. And, um, you know, it, I'm there to talk about it. So I guess uh, that's, that's the lucky part of it. Are there certain provisions or seating that you'll have in your sports car and your Indy car that, will help accommodate maybe some of these things that are still ailing you or that will continue to ail you, or is it just the normal setup as in the past? Yeah, no, it's the normal setup. I mean, obviously on the endurance side, it's probably the worst, right? Because you got to make a compromise with everybody else. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm the third wheel there. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're really going to consider making significant, uh, driver position adjustments for, for me, but, uh, um, it, it's all good. I mean, obviously, uh, the, the physical constraints in uh, the GT is, is a lot less than behind the wheel of the Indy car. So, uh, you know, for, for the most part, it's it's just fine. So let's talk a little bit about the Indy car before we get back into some more sports car racing. You raced the last three races, like Kenny talked about. We're talking Gateway, the Glen, and then Sonoma. Did you feel better each and every race back in the cockpit, or were there some certain adjustments you had to make each and every week? Well, it was uh, it was an interesting set of circumstances, right? I mean, obviously, uh, uh, right after the, the crash, I'd always been uh, talking about trying to get back uh, for sure at Sonoma, and and if that was going to be the case, um, you know, contract permitting and and you know things worked out with with Dale and, and the replacement driver and all of that uh, to try and do the, the Glen as well, um, and obviously coming back, you know, a couple of weeks earlier than that, and uh, and and ending up restarting on an oval as challenging as St. Louis is and was for me uh, with, with no, you know, no runtime before or anything like that. That was a, that was a big ask. Uh, so it was definitely very uncomfortable and, um, you know, but in the meantime, it, it was a good practice because for me, I was, you know, I'm going to have to deal with those, um, you know, circumstances at some point down the road, uh, and then, uh, you know, my feeling was might as well start as early as possible, um, providing that I was physically strong enough, and, and that was the case. So it was mostly mental kinks and, and everything. Um, so, yeah, I was I was happy to get back behind the wheel, but obviously having a, a very short session going into qualifying uh, and, and, you know, having to commit the way you had got to commit over there going into turn one at 200 miles an hour was, was not the easiest thing to do. Sebastian Bourdais, I would think the middle games would be on your side. Coming up in 2018, right off the bat, you have the Daytona 24-hour with the GT Le Mans Ford, and then follow that with the St. Petersburg IndyCar race. You've got two races and a chance to dive in in two different kinds of cars and get your mind ready for the rest of the year. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I don't really put much thought about, you know, what, what the expectations are and, and what I'm supposed to do or, you know, I think providing those circumstances are right. I, I think I've, I've shown throughout my career that I can, I can be good, you know, in any terrain or any um, 
car or, or track. So I'm not I'm not really worried about that. It's just uh, just to you know get to the best place possible, preparation wise. Uh, whether it's myself physically driving uh, the car or the, the team, um, so it will just we'll just take it one step at a time as we've we've always done it, and, and hopefully uh, we can make it work again. I think uh, I've, I've definitely you know I think proved that I was still the same guy behind the wheel, uh, and at the Glen you know we were plenty fast, we were plenty fast uh, at, at Sonoma, then this weekend kind of derailed didn't put the weekends together, but there were glints of speed and that was the most important thing for me was to show that I was still the same guy behind the wheel. Sebastian Bourdais, one thing I really like about your recovery in 2017 and being able to prove that, yes, you are the same guy behind the wheel, now coming into 2018, it's the same blueprint for what last year was supposed to be, especially with IndyCar and Olivier and Craig as your, your main men behind the program. Now, I feel like you can really prove what you were supposed to do last year. You can do it now this year. I sure hope so. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of things have changed with the car uh, on the IndyCar side. Um, and, and, you know, let's face it, we're really starting with a pretty big disadvantage compared to the bigger dogs who got, you know, a whole lot of uh, test days that we didn't. Um, and, and that's going to be very difficult to, to make up because I don't, I don't know that a lot of people realize what's, what's happened. But obviously, uh, the, the manufacturers... Uh, both Honda and, and the competition has, uh, has had five days uh, with two error kits, and they had to pick their teams. Uh, and on the Honda side, it's been you know Schmidt and, and Ganassi, and running one car at five different venues. And, and you know the other guys have done the same, mostly with Penske. Uh, and so it's 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 going to be very hard for us because it's not days that we're going to get later. It's days that we're not going to get. Period. Um, so when January starts, um, we're all going to have three days that we can use before the, the season starts. And, you know, it's it's going to be the same for everybody, plus two open tests and then let's go racing. So we're really going to have to figure things out real fast. Um, but, you know, I got I got faith in the, the crew that we assembled and, and, you know, they're great friends and, and great engineers. And I think, uh, you know, we, uh, we'll, we'll do everything we can to, to figure it out faster than anybody else. Sebastian Bourdais, one of the most versatile drivers in America with the IndyCar and sports car success. But, Sebastian, what you're telling the Speed Freaks is that other teams got a chance to practice with the new 2018 Aero Kit for IndyCar, and your team didn't. Is that what we're hearing? You know, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still a bit struggling, to be honest, to understand exactly what was the reasoning behind that as far as IndyCar is concerned. But that's, that's what happened, and there's no fixing it. Uh, so... Unfortunately, yeah, we, we're going to have to make up for a pretty big deficit. And, uh, yeah, we'll just get on with it and, uh, and and try and do the best job we can. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's what's happened. So, you know, we can't, we can't blame Honda or anybody else for it. Uh, they had only that many arrow kits, uh, so they couldn't take every team with them. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, the ones that didn't have the arrow kit yet um, it was not uh, exactly uh, very fair for them. So... Uh, this this is the unfortunate situation. It is odd, and I wish there was some way that IndyCar could fix this. I've seen the frustration on Twitter from drivers like you and Ryan hunter Ray and Marco Andretti. So, yeah, it, it, I, we get your frustration. Having said that, wouldn't it kind of make it a little bit sweeter if you guys do 
go out there and kick ass despite the fact of missing these five days of testing. Yeah, I mean, for sure it would. But, I mean, it's it's a very steep, um, you know, learning curve that you got to do. Obviously, you, you guys have, you know, noticed all the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the car is significantly different. Um, the Aero kit not only had a, an Aero uh, component change, uh, it's also got a massive weight distribution change, uh, getting rid of the bumper and, and recentered the car massively forward in weight and, uh, and a reduction of 20% of downforce or so. So 30 maybe. So really, it's going to be a whole different animal. And, and hopefully, you know, something quite a bit closer to what the DW12 used to be when it first came out. Um, but it's only, you know, a guessing game for that, for now for us. And, and that's where it's really going to be super important to react very fast because, you know, it's going to be over before we know it. And, uh, and you'll be racing and, and uh, racing against guys who have obviously a lot of power to uh, – to figure things out, and, uh, and you know, I've had quite a few more days than you to figure it out, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Sebastian Bourdais, you are one of the most versatile drivers in the sport right now, so it shouldn't be difficult for you to get up to speed quickly with the new season. What do you see as difficulty, if any, in getting ready for 2018? Well, I think it's the relation, the whole relationship with the engineers. Um, you know, you see, they know me better than anybody else, and uh, and you know, I think our uh, our procedures to try and identify the what's wrong and how to fix it is has worked pretty well uh, as we've seen last year, and uh, not every time, but uh, you know, I think uh, we're definitely not you know the, the the team that takes the longest to figure things out and, and turn things around we've we've done it you know plenty of times during weekend so um yeah hopefully uh hopefully we we put that to the test and and prove ourselves right because uh, we're going to need to do it to to be successful next year Sebastian Bourdais joins. Let me start that again. Sebastian Bourdais joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits, the defending Rolex 24 winner in the GT Le Mans class, the defending IndyCar Grand Prix of St. Pete winner. Sebastian, you live just around the corner from where you guys race in IndyCar at the Grand Prix of St. Pete, and you've got Christmas coming up. I know your kids are in the car, but what are some plans you've got this week coming up to the big holiday weekend? <laughs> well, plans changed massively. Uh, we uh, were supposed to go back to France as usual, and uh, and this year we stuck in uh, in the U.S. Not that it's a terrible thing, but it's quite a difference uh, from what we had planned. Uh, we we applied for the green card finally, and uh, there's a massive backup, and we didn't get the travel authorization. Um, so uh, so we stuck. Um, so oh. it's gonna be a going to be our first Christmas in the States since uh, actually Emma was born 11 years ago. So we'll have to uh, change the plans and uh, get the parents over. So uh, we're, we're doing that. And uh, the kids are obviously off to school at the end of the week. So we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, try and enjoy it. Well, at least you're not still sleeping downstairs, right? Because after the accident, you had to re- relocate your bedroom downstairs. You're not down there with the Christmas tree still, are you? No, 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 no. That didn't last very long. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of isolation uh, downstairs. So, uh, I, I can I guess it kind of speeded up the the, the rehab process because I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't too fond of that. Yeah, but your wife though, she did say that you were a pretty good trooper. Yeah. No. I mean, I, 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 I tried to be as least of a pain as possible. You see, it was complicated enough for everybody as it was. So, uh, you know, it was. Uh, I think. It's it's one of those moments where you kind of have to um, just look forward and 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 fix it. And uh, there's no 
no point in, in creating extra aggravation for anyone. It was uh, it was a pretty trying time for everyone. So uh, just uh, just trying not to add to uh, to anybody's frustration and, and myself. Would your kids as well say that you were you were pretty good? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's it's a very strange life, right? I mean we got <laughs> because uh, we you you kind of have to be the the, the regular parent and, and and the regular guy uh, for quite a few months, uh, and uh, and then you're you're kind of gone and and they travel to come and see you. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 a two speed uh, life and uh, and it takes a bit of adjusting uh, every time you go from one. Uh, phase to another but uh you know i think uh, over the years you kind of uh, you kind of you know work the kings and, and and try and you know find what works for the family and for yourself sebastian borday life problems having to stick around in the states <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs to send you some snow for your front yard in florida right well, that's the that's the thing, right? I mean, for us, Christmas is kind of always uh, the cold and 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 everything around it. And, uh, and obviously, uh, when when you spend Christmas in in St. Pete, it's it's more <laughs> 85 degrees and sunny every day. So uh, it's it's got a different taste to it. Uh, but we did put the Christmas tree up, and uh, and uh, the kids are waiting for Santa pretty good. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he shows up. Bam! All right, see Bass. Looking forward to seeing you in January. Happy holidays, buddy. Yeah, you too, guys. And Freak Nation, coming up next hour, Tony Pedregon. Speaking of championships, dude's won him some in the NHRA, funny car class. And now he's, of course, in front of the camera for the last, I'll maybe he's going on his third or fourth year crasher. What did we determine? Hey, it might be nice if I turn my mic back on. Third year. Last year, I believe, was his first year. This year, 2017, was year number two. So, 2018 No, hold on a second. Did, did he get his start with FS1 or did, was he... Was he on with ESPN? I thought he got to start with FS1. I just don't. I think this Regardless, he's going to join us uh, next hour, and, and it's timely in the fact that just found out NHRA released that Bob Glidden has passed away. If you go back and look at the NHRA's top 50 drivers of all time, they've got Bob Glidden at number four. Dudes want 85. He won 85 races, 10 championships. Look what I saw. Wow. Statman, is that right? Did I see 10 championships in there? Holy smokes. Yeah, I thought it was 11, but yeah, he's one of the few people I'd ever ask for an autograph. Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, 73 years old. Man, 25 years in racing. It's incredible. Race in peace, Bobby. Man, that Motocraft Ford was just... That was Bob Glidden. So, yeah, Tony Pedregon will be joining us next hour. And promise we're going to get to some of our freakies. What's your freakies? Comeback of the year. Freak of the year. Got them coming up. Speed Freaks Pits. And Lucas Oil Studios. Sports Radio, redefined. My joints used to kill me. 
I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone in just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800 Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. 
Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter and, of course, on our Facebook page. Coming up this hour, Tony Pedragon, NHRA Funny Car Champion, and now NHRA Broadcaster. And fairly timely, the fact that we've had him on tonight where we just found out that legendary pro stock driver Bob Glidden uh, passed away today. Bob Glidden, 85 race wins, 10 championships in the NHRA. Did they say, was it health, or did they give a reason? Statman, have you been able to find it? I Again, I looked on NHRA.com, and it doesn't doesn't say how or why he passed away. No, I, I didn't see it either. I was reading through the story. I looked on Google News to see if anybody else had it, and no, I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Hmm. 73 years old. Holy smokes. Ah, so yeah, Tony Pedregon will be joining us coming up in about 10 minutes, and we may get to Rob Hall for tonight, kind of a flashback of a fantastic interview we had with him a few months ago. Uh, we've also got our freakies that we're going to give away tonight. Comeback of the year, freak of the year, and maybe, what, best race of the year? Is that yeah. what we came up with? Which, for some reason, this year is not easy. It's The Daytona 500 was good. The Indy 500 was good. The Champions Cup and Lucas Oil Off-Road was good. Mm-hmm. I, there's <laughs> tons of very tight, close NHRA races. This is tough. Well, that's kind of why we put it out there, Crasher. Okay, we, you know, it's the it's the freakies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been following along with your National Football League, uh, the Oakland Raiders are now tied up with the Cowboys, 17-all. But really the news, the headlines coming out of the National Football League isn't necessary is isn't necessarily the play on the field. It's the dude up in the box for the Carolina Panthers. We're talking about Jerry Richardson, 80, 81-year-old, who is now going to sell the Panthers due to allegations of sexual misconduct and racial slurs inside the workplace. This comes down this week that there's investigations going on. And then this afternoon, Jerry Richardson, your owner of the Panthers, says, you know what, I'm going to sell this damn team. And Bruton Smith, who owns MSI, SMI. SMI. There we go. Speedway SMI. Motorsports International. <laughs> Las Vegas, Texas, Charlotte, those tracks he owns, among others, Sonoma. Yeah, geez. Charlotte, of course. Uh, he's He was asked about it a couple of years ago if he had a chance to purchase an NFL team, specifically the Panthers. He said, why not? Maybe in a weak moment. He would do it. As recently as last year, right. last oh, see, summer, right. yep. he said he wanted to purchase the Panthers eventually. Okay, here's your opportunity, buddy. Coming up. Mm, just wait until after their last game and then start making your offer. Bruton Smith, stat man, 90 years old. <laughs> you know, the bigger is issue really? is they're talking about uh, possibly the Forbes rates the Panthers at like point. Four billion dollars in value. You think Bruton Smith could come up with that kind of money, even with the people that he knows, he could put together that kind of package—a two billion dollar package to buy the team? Would he sell his racetracks? Ooh. I don't. I don't know. I mean, who? Who? Who would in this day and age who would invest that kind of money in motorsports? Yeah. Right. It'll be the first time Brian France and Bruton Smith come together to purchase <laughs> one <Christ>. entity. <laughs> no, not happening. Oh, oil and water. No way. That's not Mm-mm. happening. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, just think about that stat, man. Where would he be able to pull together? They're saying he's worth just over a billion, but that certainly doesn't match up with the two points. And Jerry Jerry Richardson doesn't own. And is own, that with the racetracks or not? I don't know. Okay. Jerry Richardson doesn't own. There's my, There are minority owners with the Panthers as well. So uh, this is this is going to be pretty fluid this week. And curious if now that this is happening, the NFL announced yesterday, I believe it was, that they are going to follow up with investigations with the Panthers. Now the fact that this dude's going to sell the Panthers, does that make the NFL's investigation null and void? Again, we're going to hear all about it this week. And it's going it, to – it's as if – how many eyes does the National Football League have? How, how many can you just sit here and blacken? Oh, God. Oh, man. Yep. All right. Uh, again, coming up, Freak Nation, Tony Pedregon, two-time NHRA Funny Car Champion, now NHRA broadcaster. Uh, he's going to join us, uh, and the Freakies coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Welcoming in some of our affiliates in the second hour. Thank you guys for sticking around for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks and therefore on Facebook. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. What you driving, man? You should have Continental Tires on that bad boy. Sports car, minivan, you go to Continental Tire. Dot com to find the righteous rubber for your righteous ride. Crasher? NASCAR driver Christopher Bell took himself a win this weekend. How about the USAC midget win at the Junior Nepper 55 in DeCoin's indoor dirt track? I had no idea that even existed. He passed Chad Boat with four to go, and yep, these guys are getting ready for next month's Chili Bowl, baby! Let's stick with NASCAR. Of course, Christopher Bell being a NASCAR driver, and what is going on with the title sponsor, Monster Energy Drink? They had a deadline of December, yeah, like right now, to notify NASCAR if they would re-up their title sponsorship. But they have now requested two extensions. Yeah, the folks at NASCAR are worried. They won't say that, but they are. They're already beginning to look for a replacement title sponsor. Oh, hey, uh, how about that in the 11th hour? And if we want to just stick with NASCAR and money, Kenny and Statman and I talked about it just a little bit ago. How about Bruton Smith's name coming up to be the next owner of the Carolina Panthers? After this season, of course, when current owner Jerry Richardson sells the team after their last down. Oh, yeah. Brian France's dream has always been to own an NFL team. So how this would up the ante on the old France family versus Bruton Smith rivalry. Speaking of fights, kind of. Head to Racer.com and check out this Brazilian karting fight that happened this weekend. Yeah, a teammate of Felipe Massa went off. Boys, it's just racing. Hey, some good news from this week. Alex Zanardi has officially signed on to race the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Yes, we're talking about paraplegic athlete Alex Zanardi. It won't be next month, though. It will be January of 2019 because, get this, BMW engineers will now get a chance to work on a new brake system, which will allow him to race without his artificial limbs. (laughs) This is amazing. All right, never say never, folks. That is Alex Zanardi to a T. Oh, yeah, two-time Boston Marathon winner. Is that what it is? Two-time New York Marathon winner. Just amazing. Gold medalist at the Paralympics? Come on. And again, in case you didn't hear it a few minutes ago, Bob Glidden, 10-time champion NHRA Pro Stalker, passes away today. 73 years old. 85 event wins. 
Uh, it's apropos that we have a two-time NHRA champion, Tony Pedregon, joining us next. Speed Freak Spitz, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. And for my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on Mav TV. Mav TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on Mav TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get Mav TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MavTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. Mav TV is motorsports. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Introduce. Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com. Dot com and get awesome. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging around. The Freakies coming up this hour. Now joining the Freaks, two-time NHRA Funny Car Champion. In 2016, he hopped up in the booth, part of Fox Sports 1's broadcast uh, for the NHRA. Tony Pedregon joining the Freaks after spending a day watching the Patriots and the 
Pittsburgh Steelers. But on a on a night, Tony Pedregon, it's uh, it's it's somewhat fitting that we get you in here when we just found out that the legendary uh, Bob Glidden passed away today. Have you heard the news? And what did Bob Glidden mean to you as a drag racer? Well, I did, Kenny. I did hear the news. It's a sad day for the sport of drag racing and for NHRA. And uh, it's good to talk with you. You know, it's been a long time. Uh, you know, I see occasionally in your team at the at the drag races. Always good to talk with you. But uh, you know, Bob Glidden was a superstar of the sport, and uh, you know, I know his health uh, has not been good recently. And you know, I think the drag racing community knew that he was in the hospital and and not doing well. Um, but you know, when I was growing up around the sport, long before I ever got in the seat, uh, you know, Bob Glidden was just one of those unique racers. And I think if you ask anyone in motorsports, I don't care if it's drag racing or, or, or uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, they know the name Bob Glidden. You know, in his era, in his day, he was a truly a, a, a great a tuner. Uh, 85 wins. I remember when I drove for John Forrest, and John surpassed that milestone. I mean, that was a uh, that was quite the feat. But, you know, one of the things that made Bob Glidden unique um, was that he was one of the few guys that, when he was born, he had the mechanical ability, understood engines. Um, he won with the small block. I remember uh, that Plymouth Arrow. Uh, he was competing against big, big blocks. And, and I know NHRA had a different set of rules. They had weight breaks. But, uh, you know, he wasn't always a Ford guy. It seemed like anything that Bob Glidden put his hands on uh, he was able to win with, but he was a good person. He raised his family around the sport of NHRA, and, uh, you know, it's sad that he's no longer here, but I think it's our responsibility to, you know, to continue with his legacy, and I'm sure that uh, at the opening race in the middle of February, uh, the show that you mentioned on FS1 will will pay a tribute that he is, uh, is, is very much deserved uh, for contributing to the sport. Tony Pedregon, two-time NHRA Funny Car champion, and of course now part of the Fox Sports One broadcast. Are you guys diving down deep into the 2018 season with some of your broadcast prep, or is it the next two or three weeks for you guys? Are you just kind of waiting for the phone call in January to let's get things going? <laughs> no, no, no. It, you know, Russ doesn't sleep much, and uh, really behind the scenes with the production team. Uh, not a lot of changes. Um, you know, we, we actually got right back to work uh, just a few days after the award ceremony. You know, like a lot of the teams, uh, you know, I think, I think it's good to, to let it breathe a little bit. You know, there was a lot of drama, uh, especially the way the Funny Car Championship was won by Robert Hyde and, you know, of course, Brittany Forrest, a little bit of surprise and, and top fuel. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't take long. I, you know, I think there's a lot of work for us to do, a lot of digging. There's a lot of changes uh, in top fuel and funny car, uh, and big changes in pro stock. So our work has already started. I, you know, our, our goal on the TV side is to come out, uh, you know, bigger and better. The ratings, uh, you know, continue to, uh, you know, to be impressive. And, and uh, it's not easy. You know, I, I drove for a lot of years, and that was a challenge. And I can tell you on uh, – on, on the side that I'm on now, it, it moves fast, and, and my goal personally is just to continue to get better. But I've, I've, I'm surrounded by a, a good uh, production crew, uh, Ken Adelson, the executive producer, and uh, good support from the NHRA. And I think the fact that they've taken it in-house was a, a lot of work. But, you know, three years in, I think now we can focus on uh, giving the fans and the drag racing audience a better product, a better show, and, you know, the objective is always to, you know, to help lure 
uh, some new viewers. And, and you know, drag racing is one of those sports. It's 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 much better if you see it, uh, you know, experience it once. Then you can watch it on TV, understand it better. But you know, it's our job to uh, you know to help uh, encourage them and, and enhance them to come out to uh, one of the drag racing events to to see 10,000 horsepower and and see what it's like for a car to accelerate to 340 miles an hour in 1,000 feet. It's hard to explain. Yeah, it's very hard to explain, but it is so cool to see people's reactions the first time that they feel that power run through their body. There's just, there's nothing like it. How can we, though, Tony Pedregon, get more and more races live? I know it's difficult. I know that puts greater stresses and greater challenges on the production crew, but live for you guys is incredible for the ratings. It really is, and one of the challenges of our sport, uh, you know, there's four rounds on Sunday. Uh, you know, we, we continue to increase the live uh, shows. Uh, you know, towards the end of the year, we're competing against the NFL, the NBA, the, the World Series, and, and a, a lot of other different sports uh, venues. You know, so it gets a little tough, uh, but, you know, it, it came down to Pomona. That show was live. We'll kick off the opening race. Uh, you know, several of the events are, of course, that you mentioned on FS1, but uh, a lot of live shows on Fox, uh, the big network. So I, I think that, um, you know, I, our, our job is to, you know, to continue to work to try to improve the quality of the show and to tell the stories. But the other thing that has to happen, and I believe that is going to happen in 2018, are uh, the increase in the field. You know, there's, there's uh, more than 16 cars. Right now, when you look at the funny car category, there are 13 uh, legitimate top 10 cars that are going to be competing for 10 spots. Um, that means that a Colette car, maybe a, a John Force car with his daughter Courtney Force, or, or, you know, I don't know about Robert, he just knocked down a championship. But yeah, there's going to be some teams, uh, Don Schumacher's drivers, Colette's drivers, that, that aren't going to make the top 10. So I think the on-track product is important. Uh, it's always there. It's always good. But to see an increase in the in the field and top fuel, uh, I think that'll improve the qualifying shows. If there's more than 16 cars that are competing for 16 spots, there's more drama. So if we can see an increase in fields, if we can see 19 or 20 or 22 funny cars show up at Pomona, uh, it just makes for a better story, more drama. Uh, it improves the on-track uh, product. But I think all of those things working together are really going to improve um, the sport. Tony Pettergon, you say you are expecting some fuller fields, or at least beyond 16 for qualifying shows, et cetera. What are some new names that we might see coming up, whether it's Top Fuel, Pro Stock, or Funny Car? Well, uh, when you talk about Top Fuel, I think that um, there are a lot of changes in the way of, of you know tuners going from one team to another. I think that's going to be interesting. I think you're going to see... Uh, the majority of the big names, like Brittany Force, like Anton Brown, Doug Coletta, uh, Steve Torrance, uh, you know, who really dominated the year and didn't win the championship. I think he's going to be even better. Leah Pritchett, they're still going to be there. Uh, I think there are going to be teams like the Scott Palmers, uh, the Independents, Terry McMillan, that, in my opinion, were not in, in the league of some of the bigger names that I just mentioned. Terry McMillan won Las Vegas, the second to the last race. So all of a sudden, the teams that were what, what maybe someone considered lower-tier teams, they're now uh, much more competitive. So uh, I think that is really going to help 
the class. Uh, I, I do believe, and I, I don't know names, but I looked at the entry list for uh, for Pomona, and it, it looks good. It looks healthy, and I know in Funny Car, um, you know, we lost Alexis DeJoria, uh, it, but we gained Bob Casca. Sean Langdon is switching over from a top fuel driver, uh, top fuel dragster to a funny car. I think he's uh, naturally a talent. Uh, I think he'll do well in a funny car. His teammates, Gr Todd. So uh, I think the, the the sport seems like the uh, the economics play a big role. Uh, but you know, you can you can credit TV, you can credit economics, but it seems like the sport is on a on an upward trend. The attendances were. Uh, we're good last year. They increased. TV uh, was good. So, changes in pro stock. I mean, I think they've guaranteed uh, 16 cars at every event. And I think we're going to see, because of some of the rule changes, a couple of Fords coming back out. They might have Chevy engines. They may have, but at least they have the option to run a different motor in the pro stock category. So, I think it's an upswing for the sport. And I, I think that's good news. I'm not racing anymore, but it's going to be great for me to be able to point some of these things out. and. I think it just all improves the quality of what we're tuning into. Hey, Statman, hold on just a second. Hey, Tony, your your voice is going in and out. Are you muffling up your, your voice on your phone there, buddy? Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I'll, there we I'll go. Uh, try to keep it There it is. <laughs> Statman, go ahead. Come on, dude. You're a broadcaster now. You know how to throw your voice into a, as a microphone. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, I drove. I, I, you know, I'm born and raised in SoCal. You guys know that, but I live in Indy, and I drove to the Pittsburgh game. I left last night, and I'm driving back, but I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to talk with you guys, and it's a tough trip. It's five and a half hours, and they lost at the last minute, and that was a tough one for me, but uh, you guys are going to keep me company here for a little bit. (laughs) So, Tony Pedragon, you talked about new names showing up in some of the, the, the Nitro categories. It seems to me the biggest story in all of drag racing is this sudden dominance and it, it, dominance of women. I think I counted um, six in the top four categories in the top ten in the final point standings. Why are women so successful in drag racing when uh, they haven't had that kind of success in other forms of racing? Well, you know, I think I think every, each each driver like Erica Anders, I think they all have their own story. You know, Erica that it competes in pro stock and that, you know, has won, uh, if I'm not mistaken, multiple championships. You know, she started racing when she was young. She started in junior dragsters. Uh, Brittany Forrest, you know, she's the daughter of John Forrest. She grew up around it. She didn't have a lot of experience, but she had an extremely good car and she, her tuner, you know, in, in, in our sport, very synonymous with winning. And that was Alan Johnson. Um, so, you know, she had the car, and she did her job well enough to win. Uh, you know, Leah Pritchett, another junior dragster star that, that has really come from the ranks. And and uh, I, I think the race car just doesn't distinguish gender, you know. I think what the race car does know is that if there's a driver that weighs 170 pounds, let's say that's an average, and, and a, a female, a woman gets in the car that weighs, 115 pounds. That race car knows there's 50 pounds that it's not carrying. So it's going to see an increase in performance within the first 60 feet. So, uh, you know, they, they do a, a great job. You know, I think Shirley Muldowney, um, uh, there were uh, 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 Judy Lilly. There were a lot of women drivers in the sport, you know, in the late 60s and the 70s. It really paved the road 
for some of the women that are racing today. And, and the diversity has always existed in the sport. And I think that's one of the, the things that has a lot of strong appeal to our audience. Tony Pedragon, I've texted you a lot in the last couple of years. I really appreciate the, the level of uh, preparation and how you tell me stuff I don't see obvious. Did you find anything that just leaped out at you as you moved from being a driver to a broadcaster? Just give me the one thing that you found and said, man, I never thought it would be like this. <laughs> Well, it was uh, it was tough initially the first several races. Uh, I'm sure the people that tuned in could see that, but it, it was just having an earpiece in and listening to the conversation from the executive producer to the producer, and, and they were talking to Dave Reef and and to Lewis Bloom, and you know that was very distracting uh, for me. And I I would see things, I would try to uh, you know to identify what I was seeing on the track and what the car was doing, and explain and. and some of these things that that I wanted to point out and be concise, but um, listening to that dialogue, you really it's it's like driving a race car. Uh, when you get enough seat time and experience, you you, you you silence the noise. You you just you listen to the engine RPM, what the car is doing, how it's pulling. But that takes time, and I think for me in the booth, I I experience the same thing. Um, to be concise, to explain something in seven seconds. Uh, is not easy, but like anything else, you know, I, I'm very determined to be, to get better. I think Mike Dunn did a great job. I think uh, the direction with Fox and Fox Sports and the coverage is, is, is different. Um, and I, I think for the most part, it's it's an improvement. And, and it's not because of anyone's, um, any of the changes necessarily. I think it's just a different direction. Uh, I think it's important for us to explain what we say. Um, I think the, the experts, the, uh, the hardcore audience, uh, they, they love the technical aspect of our sport and how we break it down. So we have to cater to them, but I think it's important for us to also explain the simplest things, like a burnout, like what the driver does when they approach the starting line. And it's not just hitting the throttle. You know, a lot of things take place in four seconds, and it's my job to get creative and, and try to explain those things and bring some of those things to, to the forefront so that uh, you know, can, people can see how difficult it is and how interesting the sport is. I mean, these are, these are high-horsepower machines, and, and the balance between the speed and acceleration and application of power, all of those things, it's really delicate process. And when the cars do it, they make it look easy, but it's, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that even when they make it look easy, it's, it's really not. Something that wasn't easy, real quick, Kenny, was like you – Talked about earlier, the Steelers lose to the Patriots. It's in the Steelers' home home field. But you drove to this, I almost said this race, you drove to this <laughs> game with Patriots fan Bob Tasca. Uh. Is he giving you crap this whole ride home? No, I drove up with him because he was in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, his car is, is uh, it, it's a Ford, but, you know, he's partnered up with Don Schumacher. So he went to the Schumacher party, I think it was Friday night, and, uh, he has a small plane, and it, I guess it broke down, so it was some good uh, guy time, a road trip for he and I. And, and uh, No, he's, I, I drove. It's funny because he fell asleep the last couple hours, and I thought, wow, we're, <laughs> we were like having guy time. But uh, I'm driving alone back. He's off to back to Rhode Island. But, you know, I think um, it just goes to show you that, you know, with Christmas coming, 
I know a lot of the teams are going to be working the first couple of days of the week. They're going to take Christmas off, but I think every team, not just the ones that are based out of Brownsburg here in Indianapolis, I think they're all going to hit it pretty hard because the clock's ticking. It's just going to be a little over a month that they're going to be heading west. Uh, they've got a little bit of testing, and the week after that is the first race of the year. So there's there's the, the time's running out for a lot of them. His name, Tony Pedregon, two-time NHRA Funny Car Champion, and now part of the Fox One Fox Sports One broadcast. TP, happy holidays to you, buddy. Let's do this again in 2018. All right. Good talking with you guys. Uh, uh, keep keep following the sport, and uh, I think it's going to be a banner year, a lot of exciting things. And uh, keep an eye on the website, NHRA.com. We're going to cover a lot of the stories leading up to the Winter Nationals. But, uh, again, a big salute to Bob Glidden and our best uh, wishes, uh, warmest condolences yes. to his family. And um, it's going to be a good uh, 2018. And thanks for having me again, guys. You got it, Tony. Happy holidays, bud. You too. Thank you. You got it. Tony Pedregon, two-time NHRA Funny Car Champ. Comeback of the year for our freaky next Fox Whoop Tip in the Freak Radio Network. Good evening, my fellow citizens. <laughs> Something to remember as you finish up your holiday shopping this week. A teenage gamer from France, Lohan Blanc, won the eSports WRC Championship with a dominant performance in Germany, supported by Hyundai. Blanc was fourth last year, but look what a year of practice will do. He was virtually unbeatable this year in both the regular season and the championship. He used a simple PS4 controller rather than the wheel and pedal setup favored by his competitors. He won by more than 16 seconds. The competition featured three stages from Rally Portugal and two stages from Finland, all digitized into the computer. One was the iconic hair-raising 100-plus mile-an-hour Onan Poya stage, won by Blanc. More than 5,000 gamers entered the eSports WRC. Blanc won a Hyundai i20 road car for his efforts. So when mom says, get off that computer next week, remember what's at stake down the road. <laughs> Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the angel care network the average funeral now costs over ten thousand dollars are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts a final expense policy for seniors can pay up to thirty thousand dollars for funeral and other final expenses you don't need a medical exam and you can have lifetime coverage and the policy cannot be canceled to receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the angel 
Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774. 800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Being beat up and battered around Being sent up and I've been shot Every artist in this song Outside of Jeff Lynn is gone. What the? Tom Petty, George Harrison, Roy Orbison. Wow. Uh, Jeff Lynn of ELO is not gone. <laughs> what that? Oh, we got two and a half minutes, guys, for our comeback of the year. For our freakies. Statman, who's your comeback for 2017? Statman. Crash, who's your comeback for 2017? Wait, wait, wait. Wait. There we go. Lewis Carl Davidson Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. What? His championship in F1. He didn't. He had a rough start to the beginning, a great start to the season for Ferrari. He didn't take over the points lead until um, the 11th race of the season. He came back from nowhere and uh, won the series going away. Crasher? Nice pick. I'm going to go with my original pick, which was Sebastian Bourdais. We just talked to him in the first hour. If you missed that interview, four-time kart IndyCar champion, go to speedfreaks.tv. The reason I'm choosing Sebastian Bourdais is because, yeah, he hit the wall in qualifying for the Indy 500 at 227 miles an hour. Probably should have been the pole sitter for the 102nd running. But, yeah, was pretty much out. Should have been for the entire season, but he did make a comeback and race the final three races of the year. Unbelievable, his recovery. You guys, were you guys drunk at the Daytona 24? Were you drunk, Statman? Crash? Maybe Come a on. tired, but go Jeff ahead. Gordon, part of Wayne Taylor Racing. The bump and win, the come from behind to win the Daytona 24-hour with arguably the most popular NASCAR driver in history. Okay, that was Ricky Taylor behind the wheel. Yeah, but Jeff Gordon was part of the team. 
All it's not eyes a were back. Yeah, it's come not back. A comeback. Yes, it is. No, it's not. They've never won a freaking 24. Ugh. And they finally do it. Come, they come back from second place. No, it's not a comeback. <laughs> you could have at least chosen Brittany Force, who is sucking her season no, in NHRA top field, like and she ends up being the champion. Freak of the year and race of the year. Is that what we got? Got it. It might have been race of the year as well. <laughs> uh, coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tires' newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. You know, you think about 
comeback of the year. Allen Johnson. Yeah, if we're going to talk Brittany Force, absolutely. Yeah, could be a candidate for a comeback of the year. Allen Johnson, who's tuned many of cars to championships. What was it, Statman? Midway through the season, John Force brought him over to his daughter's uh, uh, top fuel car, Brittany Force. And lo and behold, <laughs> pulls a rabbit out of his hat, and now she's champion. Was that was that midway through the season? I thought it was at the beginning of the year, but it could have been after the year started. It was far earlier than midseason. And you're absolutely right. He is a spectacular crew chief. But I still think that Brittany deserves so much just for listening to what he said and putting it in application. And uh, he's, he's not in the car with her. She still drove to a championship. Mm-hmm. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. We were going to throw Rob Halford in this segment because it was such a fantastic 20 minutes, 30 minutes that we spent with him. But you can go to our website at speedfreaks.tv and look it up. It's it's It was one of our best uh, over the last 2017 season of the Freaks. But to get back to Alan Johnson and Brittany Force, I mean, Alan Johnson, uh, what, what this guy can do is just – bonkers you 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 could put him with a lawnmower racer probably (laughs) and and could somehow find an additional horsepower 20 to to get them a championship i mean you're right stat man just the fact that britney force has alan johnson who's won many championships as a tuner and john force is a father who's won what 16 in in her ear <laughs> and to be able to but see. credit to alan johnson that that 16-time champion her dad john force is not allowed near her <laughs> once she's in the staging lanes that could be a exactly. little part of it right <laughs> <laughs> oh we're talking about our freakies we end the year with our freakies uh, last segment we had our comeback of the year crasher had of course, Sebastian Bourdais, Statman. What was it? What's his full name again? Lewis Carl <laughs> Davidson Hamilton. What? I never knew that. I just thought Lewis Hamilton, Formula One champ. Lewis Carl Davidson Hamilton. Interesting. Now, what number championship is this for Hamilton? Four. Four. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Imagine your body hitting the wall at 227 miles an hour and you're able to call up speed freaks and talk about it. <laughs> what? Eight months later? Yeah. That's, of course, what happened to Sebastian Bourdais. Seven months later. Yeah. We nice. also talked about Mimo Gidley. Look at oh, what yes. Mimo Gidley has done. We had him on the air this year. Yep. Yeah, the comebacks from injuries, Mimo Gidley, and, of course, I'm really just referencing the last three years, Mimo Gidley, James Hinchcliffe, and Sebastian Bourdais. Nothing but wow. There's, I'm just, there's no other way to describe it. Those three injuries were massive. Yeah, you look at all three of those, and is it a case of really who came closer to death? Well, well yeah. Me. I would arguably say James Hinchcliffe. He lost, I think, more blood than the other two. Yeah. Just... But all three of them were horrific. All right, how about this? we got two more freakies to give away. Uh, let's move into race of the year for our freaky. And, Crasher, I'm going to lean on you for this one. All right. 
I could take the easy way out, Daytona 500, Indy 500, but no. And I feel bad choosing a finale, but I am going to choose a finale because this guy ended up winning the championship. However, he went into it in his final qualifying round, not even qualified or even in the field. And then he gets to race day and his car freaking blows up. Yet he still moves on to the next round to race in the finals. It didn't matter with the championship. He'd already clinched the championship by that time. But the nerves of steel of Robert Height, the weekend that he actually took home the NHRA Funny Car Championship, that is a race that, well, he's obviously never going to forget. But I don't think I am either because that was one of the most dramatic weekends that I've ever known in motorsports. Race of the year. That was one of those instances, Statman, where you thought, how can... How can anybody come back from what Robert Height did in that final race and to, I mean, to make it to the finals and to have the mentality to push it over the edge, knowing that he... He just blew up and went through the sand trap. Yes. God. You know? Yeah, I thought Crash was going to take my, my race of the year. It was a series finale also, the NASCAR Homestead race. Oh, yeah. Where... Uh, Martin Truex holds off late charges from Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson to win the race. Eight wins, three poles this year, followed uh, four wins and five poles last year. And everything uh, overridden by uh, his health issues of his girlfriend, Sherry. Uh, It's just, just the story itself was phenomenal watching him win that race. Did you... My, my apologies. I'm watching this official review, Statman, <laughs> Oakland and Dallas right You're now. Dallas did you did you mention the fact that his owner had a oh, heart right. attack a month prior and lost a crew member a few weeks earlier? Just a week prior. Yeah. Didn't need to mention that. No, that's that just adds to the drama. I just I will remember for a long time uh, him being chased in that those final 20 laps. Yeah. All that was at stake two years to get this championship I, I i got nothing but respect for the man very good choice um i'm going with takuma sato for a couple of reasons one is the spin that he had in the final lap against dario Franchitti in 2012 to lose the indy 500 and two when i saw him win this indy 500 for andretti autosports I actually had a chance to watch the majority of the race because I was sick as a freaking dog. Oh, that's right. You were in the emergency room. It was. Holy I was in the emergency room with type B and C hepatitis flu, whatever the hell I had. I don't know what the hell it was. No wonder it was the race of the year for yeah. you. I, was watching, I watched the race from the emergency room in Brownsville, Texas. <laughs> the Indy 500. Yeah. Never knew all of that. Wow. Dude led 17 laps of uh, the total 200. And uh, first Japanese driver to ever win the Indy 500. And a damn good driver. It just shows you, it's like Statman has talked about for so many years. You just hang around towards the end of the race, and you'll have a shot at winning this damn thing. He wasn't running for A.J. Foyt or coin racing. He was running for Andretti Autosports. The fact that he had a car that would last those 500 miles. And if you've got a driver that can last those 500 miles. His teammate, Formula One aficionado Fernando Alonso blew up just a few laps ahead of him. So, yeah, there was a lot of question on could the Honda engines make it the full 500 miles. And 
many of them did not. So Takuma, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That was that was a pretty bitchin' race. 35 total lead changes. Yeah, margin of victory, only two-tenths of a second. Good race. It was Elio, right? Was that, Over that was, Elio yeah. trying for his fourth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whew. Statman, who do you have for your freak of the year as we continue on with our freakies in the Freak Nation? Freak of the year is a long-time freak freak. Travis Pastrana won his <laughs> fifth American Rally Championship after leaving the sport 2011 to go NASCAR racing. Came back full-time this year, beat his teammate, David Higgins. The competition was so close, they tied in points and took a tiebreaker for the most second places to uh, get the championship. Jeez. When you think, if you ain't first, you're last. Nope, this time second place actually mattered. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. about that? Travis Pastrana, he, yeah, he is a freak. No matter how you slice it, whether it's championships or double backflips, dude's a freak. Yeah. And you, there was something maybe two weeks ago that I was watching, and he uh, he always talks about in, in a lot of his interviews about the the injuries, the bones that he's broken, and the concussions. And you listen to him talk, and you don't see or feel as if there are ramifications. Yeah, you don't. You're right. Not at all. Crasher, who's your freak of the year? I can't decide between these two, so I have to put them together on the top spot of the podium for freak of the year. Both Martin Truex Jr. and Alexis DeJoria. Martin Truex Jr., yeah. of course, your NASCAR champion, NASCAR Cup Series champion, and Alexis DeJoria, funny car, NHRA funny car winner. I put both of them as freak of the year because both of them went through some very serious personal issues. We won't know what Alexis Tejoria had to take some time off for, but she did end up coming back and racing. And, of course, she's got stuff on her mind. And to, just to be able to compartmentalize and get back into the cockpit and put your life on the line every single weekend after that is insane. And, of course, Martin Tricks Jr. with his girlfriend, Sherry Pollux, and all of her cancer treatments and having to do that while battling the stresses and frustrations of getting a championship. So those two are my freaks of the year. That's just that's what separates me from people who can do that. Yeah, you know, it's hard. My daughter headbutts, you know, the table, and I'm thinking about it for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's God. It, it just how the human body reacts in those instances is incredible. The brain, the mind, how it helps you heal or helps you move on to something else. Because it's like you and Stad have both said that both of those, Alexis and Martin Truex, they know ultimately what's important. Mm -hmm. But they also know that they've got hundreds of people that are depending on them. Sponsors before anything. Yeah. Series, sure, but sponsors are series. Sponsors are more important than the series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There really wasn't a perfect topic or, excuse me, title for my freak of the year, but Prior to the Indy 500, it was uh, it was almost it was about six days prior to that I think it was is when we lost Nikki Hayden. Oh God, yes. And I mean he's to me that's just the the freak of the year of, yep. of a friend of the Freak Nation. Yep. What the 2006 was it six champion? Yeah. Yes. When he won at Mazda Race with Lag- yeah. Laguna Seca, oh. lost his death in a bicycling accident. Over May, in Italy. May 22nd was when when he passed, and you remember Crasher at the Indy 500, how many people were paying their respect yep. 
to Nikki Hayden is either the, just that was that was the freak. How do you say not not a noun, but what's the word uh, a verb, a adjective? It was just the freak of the year for me. Yeah, no, I, of I get losing you. him. Like you said, friend of the Freak Nation, I don't know of any time that he ever turned down an interview with us. Mm. He was always, even when he went overseas and was in the, the MotoGP series, the International Superbikes, dude was always accommodating. Always. Credit that to his Kentucky roots and really good family. I don't know. But Nikki Hayden was a genuine good guy with a load of talent. That whole family has a load of talent. Statman, you think about Nikki Hayden winning that championship. Could it be similar to an American winning a Formula One championship in the last 10 years of Nikki Hayden winning a, a, a MotoGP championship? Is it that difficult? Well, any championship is difficult, but I think it's more, it's probably rarer for an American to uh, win an F1 because it for 30 years, I mean, there wasn't even an American team and there's seldom an American driver in the series. So uh, I, there's Americans do well in motorcycles and MotoGP and superbikes. So I think it's rarer in F1. And you're right. Uh, Nikki Hayden was always good to the freaks. Uh, as soon as you said that, my mind just, wow, we yeah, did lose him. It's weird. It's, yeah, wow. And when you think about those that we've lost in motorsports over the last 17 and a half years that we've been doing this, he's, he's right up there at the top of, and if, if you're going to base it solely on someone that has given us a lot of pleasure, not just on the track, but coming into the Freak Nation and just giving us some. And off mic, just being a cool guy to talk to and just, hey, how are you guys doing? Genuinely interested in other people. I mean, this guy, when you want to. I totally, I'm, like you, Stat, I totally forgot about it as well, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Kevin. When you think about winning a MotoGP championship, and the majority of people listening to us right now have no idea really what that is, but you win a MotoGP championship, you get outside this country and you go to Europe, you go to you know, portions of South America. This, it's, you have your Beatles moment with a MotoGP champion. And you you can't go anywhere in some in some European countries without getting mobbed as a MotoGP driver, much less a MotoGP champion. And that's what that's what it was for this guy. It's this guy who we joked around about being barefoot, walking around in Kentucky. And here he was on a bicycle. Was it did you say Italy or France? Where? Italy. Italy, mm-hmm. where he just wasn't looking what he was doing, and then bam. No, I don't. I, from what I read, and I don't think it ever was definitive. But there was a lot of brush in front of that stop sign. Right. And I don't think – I there's no way he wasn't watching what he was doing. He was very competitive even on his bike. But I just – I don't think he saw the stop sign. And Bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. Freak Nation, for the next couple of weeks, we'll have some best ofs rolling. But, of course, don't be a stranger, man. Be sure you follow us on Twitter, our website, speedfreaks.tv. Some fantastic interviews at – We've had over the last 12 months that you can go back and check out at speedfreaks.tv. Again, follow us on Twitter at speedfreaks and there for you on Facebook. Uh, it's been a fantastic year. Uh, those up there at Sports Byline, Paul, thank you very much for making it sound so damn pretty. Clancy, thank you for coming in here and anchoring here in Phoenix for a while. And Statman, Triple F, thank you guys for another fantastic year. We look to do it again the first weekend, first full weekend of January. We'll be back in here. 
with Supercross Anaheim 1 results. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. All right, man. We're going to put this one to bed. Did you miss Sebastian Bourdais? It'll be up on our website, speedfreaks.tv. Tony Pedragon was in here, speedfreaks.tv, as well as Jeremy McGrath. Good 20 minutes with MC here in the Freak Nation. You guys have a happy rest of 2017 and happy holidays, happy new year and all that stuff. We'll do it again first weekend in January. Remember to shoot the juice to the moose and step, man. Let it loose. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.